Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The day after Alabama's thrilling 26-20 win over the Texas A&M Aggies at Kyle Field and College Station, it's time once again for Second Watch on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL, back with you here on the show after the Crimson Tide improved to 3-0 in the SEC more importantly, 3-0 and in the SEC West with two of those wins in the last two weeks coming on the road. It certainly wasn't pretty at times for this Alabama team. In fact, I think if I would have told you before the game, Alabama is going to rush for far fewer than 100 yards. Its quarterback is going to be sacked six times, and it's going to turn the ball over twice. Anaya Smith is going to have a long punt return And oh, by the way, the Crimson Tide's going to commit 14 penalties. Yeah, I think most Alabama fans wouldn't have liked their team's chances to get the job done on the road. But resilient, if nothing else, this Alabama team. And it used some explosive plays of its own, certainly on the offensive side of the ball and in getting to Max Johnson, the A&M quarterback, consistently with a four-man pass rush. Alabama able to get the job done. Enough of that. Let's talk about it. Let's get into... Alabama, Texas A&M from Saturday, and we'll start it here. Early in the first quarter, Alabama won the coin toss, but deferred to the second half. So now you've got A&M in a second and seven in what is essentially four wides. Now, one of those wide receivers in the slot there is a running back, but you got Jake Johnson as the tight end with his brother Max there at the quarterback position. Pretty much a two-by-two with a tight end to the field. And so as you roll it here, it's a tough situation for Trez Marshall. You see him here in the middle of the field. Good to see Deontay Lawson there making the start on the hash mark after missing the Mississippi State game with that lower extremity injury. But here you see Jake Johnson engage with Trez Marshall right there on the A. And now Marshall's got his back turned to the crosser, kind of zoning it up underneath. And as that happens... When you see Marshall flip his hips here, as he notices, and he takes that step back with his right foot, it's going to be tough to regain leverage because Moose Muhammad is in full sprint at this point. It's an easy completion, easy yards after the catch as he's able to get the corner there against Trez Marshall. If you were wondering about Deontay Lawson's health, I thought that was a pretty good sign right there that he was able to recover and help make that tackle down the field. And what we've got next is really, you think back on this, this is a defining sequence in the football game. It happened early, and it was big in terms of the early stages of the game. But as you got to the end of the game, you thought back to this and said, you know, not all games are won on the last play or last plays of the game. A lot of times there's things that happen early in the first quarter that go a long way in dictating the outcome. But you've got a third and one for A&M. A&M is in, yeah, that's 13 personnel. A couple of tight ends, a couple of three tight ends to the backside. you got Anaya Smith down here as almost a 
fourth tight end, Anaya certainly physically doesn't resemble a tight end there, just just to the right of the third and one. And so as you run it here, Max Johnson is going to give the football, and immediately you've got Tim Keenan and Trez Marshall in that gap, and it's not going to happen. Good edge set there. A couple of nice jobs by Tim Smith, Chris Braswell, and Alabama able to get the stuff. It's almost as if Keenan right here on the hash marks like, is anybody going to block me? Because the right guard turns out against Tim Smith. And that gives you two guys in the gap. And look at what Braswell is doing to Anaya Smith. I mean, there's no way Anaya Smith is going to set an edge against a 250-pound outside linebacker. So Alabama in great shape there and able to make the stuff on the third and short, which sets up a fourth and short for the Texas A&M Aggies. There you see Marshall finishing up Braswell as well. And so sticking with that 13 personnel for A&M, Pistol formation, Alabama certainly expecting something more along the lines of another run of some kind. Maybe Johnson's going to keep it himself. You bring Jake Johnson across in this slice concept, and you can see it early, 17, breaking to the flat. Now watch the top hash mark. That's Max Wright. That's the Texas A&M tight end, and he's going to throw his hand up here in a minute because he's first out the gate. He is on his way to the end zone. Johnson, again, 19, running that slice across. Deontay's in good shape there, but Dallas Turner is so sudden that none of it really matters. If you look at the top flat, Johnson's got a guy. If you look at right, he's opening up on the vertical route. But this happens so quickly that Johnson has no time to make those type of throws instead. He tries to go to his brother, Deontay, in good shape. It's a pass breakup. It's a fourth down stop. Alabama gets off the field, Jimbo. I don't know. Again, we'll see it right here. Watch Dallas. He's just right in Johnson's lap. And you can see right at about the goal line up there, throwing his hand up. You got another guy, another tight end in the top there in the flat, but not enough time with Dallas Turner right there to meet Max Johnson. Run it here. Now, this is a little bit later in the first quarter. A&M has just had to settle for a field goal, which felt like another Alabama win, given the circumstances. I like this. I like Kendrick Law bringing this ball out of the end zone because the Alabama offense to this point had really had its struggles. And so why not take a shot with Kendrick Law? I think this is a guy who at some point, if Alabama keeps doing this, he'll find the end zone or at least he'll break one. Uh, for a significant gain. And that's a nice return out to the 30. You know, that makes you feel a little bit better about things offensively. And whereas you can't run the football on first down in this game, what you do have is the potential to strike for explosive plays. And we're going to see that right here to the top of the screen. CJ Dupree motions back in. You're going to have a seven-man protection here. And so you've got pretty good time for Milrow to load this thing up. You got a late backer coming and a little bit of leakage on the interior, but Milrow has time to step into this throw. And as he does, this is a perfectly placed ball. You can't throw it any better than that to Jermaine Burton. And this is a straight go route. And it's pretty clear that Alabama wanted to go after 28 DeBerry. It was a common theme throughout the afternoon. Good ball placement from Jalen. Nice high point 
from Burton, and that was an explosive play that Alabama absolutely needed. Settled for a field goal there, but still a stabilizing sequence there for the Alabama passing game and the Alabama team in general. When you uh, consider the fourth down stop earlier and then forcing the field goal, felt like a couple wins. You get a decent return from Law, then you hit this explosive down the field to Jermaine Burton. And so you're in a 3-3 game here, first and 10 for Texas A&M. Going to run the football once again, and still some pretty good stuff from the nickel package. Some of that individual drill work that we show on Tuesday nights on practice watch-along, you're seeing here on the interior of that Alabama defensive line. Tim Smith does a nice job playing the block and also simultaneously making the tackle. Malachi as a nickel defender. Pretty good here against an offensive tackle. See this offensive tackle for AM get to Malachi, but Tim Smith doing a nice job. You got Deontay playing over it, and also you see Jihad Campbell in there for Tresman Marshall. So now you roll it a little bit later in the first quarter, late in the first quarter, 3-3 game. Jalen in the gun, Amari Nyblack in there in 11 personnel. And you start this play, we saw this more from Alabama, I thought, in this game with either pre-snap or post-snap taking the back out into the flat. And when you do that, it takes Damani Richardson, the dime player there. I believe he's playing that money role there for A&M, the safety for the Aggies. He goes with the back. That creates some space there on a little bit of a corner route. And again, you're going after DeBerry. Nice ball placement. Good protection. Starts there. I thought Jaden Roberts at right guard filling in filling in for Darian Dalcourt a nice job throughout the day, especially in pass pro. The spy comes late, but it's too late. And Jalen's able to hook up with Jermaine Burton. Once again, you see it. Here comes Cooper a little bit late, but the ball is perfect and on time. Is that Father Holloway over there from St. Francis Assisi? I think it is on the Alabama sideline. He's kind of been a staple throughout the years. Anyway, here's some more of that uh, pre-snap motion we talked about with the back to the flat. As you get going here in the second quarter. And Jalen does a nice job here of manipulating things. He keeps that safety on the hash and moving actually right of the hash. And then he comes off back to his left and you got a squatting safety there at about the A&M 38, and with that, Isaiah Bond just keeps running. It's not the most pretty throw from Jalen, a little bit of an arm punt, but when you manipulate defenses and you move safeties with your eyes, you can create a little bit more of a margin for error and still be able to hit for explosives. That's what Alabama did right there on the touchdown pass from Jalen Milrow to Isaiah Bond to take a 10-3 lead. Early in the second quarter still, second and eight for A&M from the Alabama 44. And here comes that pass rush, the four-man pass rush. And this, is, this isn't a rabbit's type rush. This is more of the bigger nickel that Alabama's in because you got Braswell at the outside linebacker position, but this is Justin Aboigby on the tee down here at end, and you're still able to get home as you just don't have enough time. You got an end breaker down here for A&M. 
Deontay sort of reacting to that. He's in a good place. That is one area where having Deontay Lawson back is so critical. The guy is so good in coverage, has a knack for zone coverage, uh, and you'll see it a couple times as we move through this today. But pass rush able to get home. Down goes Max Johnson. And you'll see it once again right here. Watch Braswell. These tackles for A&M throughout the day just really never had a chance. And same for a Boigby. You know, big day for the fifth-year guy, Justin Aboibe. And you love to see it considering everything he's been through, but able to finish there with the interior guys, too, doing a nice job of getting some push. So still early in the second, James Burnett punting from his own end zone. Look at these down and distances on some of these throughout the game, really for both teams. This is a fourth and 21. So Burnup's going to unload from his own end zone, and it is an absolute bomb, which as soon as it came off of his foot, my initial response was, oh, no, because with Anaya Smith deep, there is something very real known as outpunting your coverage, especially in the middle of the field. If you're going to hit a bomb to this guy, you need to do it directionally. You need to do it towards the numbers to the sideline right here at the hash towards the middle of the field. This is a tough ask of any coverage unit, and it also affords him the opportunity to muff the football, which will throw off your coverage guys a little bit. But Alabama's still in good shape right here. Jam Miller does a nice job keeping his head outside. Good to see Emmanuel Henderson on the field after the injury he's dealt with throughout the first half of the season. You got Neyland Hibbett in pretty good shape. Henderson right here looks like he's going to make a tackle. Kendrick Law isn't giving up the outside edge to the left. And right here, you miss a tackle. And watch 43 right there on the M for Alabama. That's Sean Murphy. And about right here, when Henderson doesn't make that tackle, uh-oh, because look at all this out here. And now you're in a position where you got tight ends and punters chasing this guy. Not good to see right there at about the 43. That is James Burnup. And he, of course, was injured on this play. Smith makes the cutback right here. Oops. Roydell Williams left a little something on the 24. And Murphy comes back in again and takes out Hibbett. And you're finally able to get Anaya Smith on the ground there as Q Robinson makes the tackle deep on the Alabama side of the 50. So the things you worried about with Anaya Smith in the return game come to fruition and this sets up really the prototype shot opportunity for an offense. From the Alabama 22, you've got a couple of tight ends involved. You'll see here off the play fake to the back, Tresman Marshall at about the Alabama 20, he's in no man's land right now because Jake Johnson is immediately in front of him. And Jake Johnson is running to the backside here. And you'll see Malachi Moore, see him up there at the 20? He's already pointing to Jake Johnson. And I got to think, whereas you see the end of this play and you see Malachi in chase mode, Malachi looks like the leverage defender, the outside leverage defender on this play. And watch Tresman here. He's, uh, do I got the tight end? Do I got the quarterback? And there on the right, you see Malachi screaming, Somebody take the tight end because this is a staple, not only of a Jimbo Fisher offense, but also when you go back and watch Bobby Petrino as well, they love the wheel routes to the backs. They love the throwbacks to the tight ends. They get what they want here, and it's Johnson and Johnson. 
on the throwback for six for the Texas A&M Aggies. A little bit later in the second quarter, third and 10 for A&M from the Alabama 42-yard line. Gun formation. Here comes the four-man pass rush once again in good shape right there. And this is a tough one because Malachi Moore had just gone out of the game with the lower extremity injury. And so in comes Christian Story, cold off the bench. You're getting pressure on third and long. Once again, give Max Johnson credit because he had guys in his lap all day long. He's able to get the football off on that little crosser to Muhammad. Story with probably not the best angle coming into the game cold. And so A&M's able to convert a third and 10 here on the crossing route. You'll see it once again. Pretty good pressure. I like the simulated pressure right here. Bring the linebackers. I know Alabama fans don't always like Dallas Turner dropping out, but you've got what you want right here. I mean, look at Deontay Lawson. I mean, he drills Max Johnson. It's a great throw. It's a nice catch and run after the catch converts that third down. Alabama a little bit later in the second quarter, now down 17 to 10. And here comes that corner concept again, working against 28. You've got six-man pressure, six-man protection, and that's pretty good stuff right there. The interior doing a nice job of being firm in the pocket with McLaughlin and Booker and Jaden Roberts, the back coming up and picking up at Jaron Cooper very nicely there. And that gives Jalen all the time he needs to throw on time and accurately once again to Jermaine Burton. First and 10 now as we move into the third quarter. Alabama, if you want to know if they made some adjustments offensively at the half, I think you saw them quickly because it was more of a controlled, shorter passing game. A&M was intent on bringing five or six after Jalen hit a couple of those deep balls, they were going to go ahead and try to heat them up. And they're going to do that here. But once again, five guys coming, five guys picking up, pretty good. But you're getting the ball out quick too, which is a good thing. And you got Amari Nyblack working the top of the screen there. And early on, you're able to establish some rhythm in your passing game because you're going to get the ball out. Now, what will disrupt that rhythm is this right here when you have a free rusher coming from the boundary in Cooper and he absolutely blindsides your quarterback. You can look at this and say, you know, Roy Dell's right there at about the 27. He had released through the middle and was going to sit down and he's open because you're running off coverage. But Cooper is just too sudden in this situation. And A&M threw some cheese at the left side of Alabama's offensive line, specifically Caden Proctor, it seemed. And Caden, being a true freshman, uh, it took a little bit of that. Credit to Caden Proctor for hustling back and getting on the loose football. But you'll see it here, too, I believe, on the replay. You see there, you've got Caden Proctor following Fidel Diggs down. Diggs was the initial edge guy on the play. And when he worked back inside, the eyes of Caden Proctor went with him, and that freed up Cooper to do this. And this is a huge shot. Again, Alabama very fortunate to hang on to the football there. What it set up, though, was a second and 19 for the Crimson Tide. 
a little bit later. And I like this play design. I wish Alabama would run the football more out of stuff like this. We saw A&M essentially run the football out of this same play uh, to the boundary uh, with, uh, I believe, Le'Veon Moss and picked up some nice yards. They're going to go sort of toss action off of it. And initially, it looks to be exactly what you want because look at Amari Nyblack down here just above the 10 for the Alabama score. He's clearing. Now, the ball's got to go right now, though, because you got a single high safety, and it doesn't just have to go. It has to be driven in there. And just that little extra step from Jalen to set up, I think, cost him in terms of timing. And then on top of it, this ball is not driven in there. It is more of a floater in the middle of the field. That's going to be easy pickings. You'll see it once again. You got the safety for A&M just sitting there. Nye Black early right now. It's got to go. And it's got to, you got to drive it. And it's not driven. It is intercepted by A&M instead. One more time. That's a... That's a cookie for most safeties in the SEC. So A&M now with the football up 17-10, to 10, and that's another tough one to swallow for an Alabama team that it just feels like at this point is going to struggle to get over the hump. Complimentary football, things we talked about going back to last season, still not enough of it. But one constant for Alabama throughout this game, especially in the second half, was this side of the football. You got a second and eight for A&M. Alabama is bringing... Well, at least five. It looks like six. And you pressure the throw here from Max Johnson. And there's only so many times you can make that fading throw against pressure before it ultimately hurts you. And this is that instance where it hurt Max Johnson because Caleb Downs, a true freshman, with a heck of a play. You see Trez Marshall here with the pressure. And when you're fading like that, eventually it is going to come back to haunt. That's a heck of a play, though, by Caleb Downs on the football to go ahead and pick off that pass. His second in as many weeks for the true freshman. Look at that. I mean, that's wide receiver stuff from Caleb Downs on finishing that pick. So for Alabama now, all things considered, you're only down seven. You got the football back in A&M territory. It's a second and six. You got 11 personnel in the game. After that blindside hit on Jalen Milrow, You've got Elijah Pritchett down here at left tackle. Jalen's going to take it. I like this. You got Damani Richardson coming from the boundary on the blitz. You got room to work out here against a soft corner. Go ahead and take the 13 yards, right? And Jalen's able to do that right here. Pretty good pickup here, too, by the offensive line and Jace McClellan against Richardson. Richardson goes wide and helps open up that passing lane a little bit as Bond turns the easy throw and catch into an easy first down. So now, first and 10 from the Texas A&M 11, 825 left. You want to work the quick game, and I thought Alabama probably should have tried to work this more in the first half. And then you see a play like this, and you say, well, maybe that's why they don't work the quick game as much, because you're going to get a miss of a block here by Malik Benson, and Isaiah Bond is easy pickings for DeBerry. And DeBerry was playing a leverage there that was going to make that a tough block, but you got to get something on the corner to give your receiver, your fellow receiver, a chance there if you're Benson. So now you're backed up into another 
down in distance that is certainly not favorable at third and 14 from the A&M 15-yard line. You've got that bunch set down here to the bottom. Here comes A&M. They're going to bring five with a spy, and you pick it up, man. This is nice protection here. Jalen moves around a little bit, gets a little antsy before he resets, but this is a perfect ball to Jermaine Burton in the corner. You can't throw it any better than that. Again, watch the protection early. Look at Jaden Roberts. He doesn't get caught taking the cheese, does he? Does a nice job. I think Jace gets enough. You're going to get some, well, really not late pressure. That's a pretty clean pocket right there if Jalen will stay in it. He's able to reset, though. Not exactly what you would want, but, boy, that throw is picture perfect from Jalen Milrow. And now it's a 17-17 to game. And now you're in another short yardage situation with this Alabama defense. A third and two. Watch what the left side, this bottom side of the Alabama edge, does to these A&M tight ends on this run to Le'Veon Moss. Both Tim Smith and Chris Braswell against Max Wright and Jake Johnson. Look at this. They blow that up. And then you overlap with your inside backer. Nice poise from Deontay. Doesn't get too anxious there. And then you've got some help coming from Terry and Arnold, and you get a stuff there on third and two. That's some textbook run defense from the Alabama defense. Again, watch 42 and 19, what happens to them. Fold it up, and then watch the overlap with Deontay. That's excellent. That's good, good stuff from the Alabama run defense on a third and short situation. So Alabama now back with the football late in the third quarter. 12 personnel out there. You've got that tight end duo of Dupree and Robbie Oots. Two wide receivers. Roydell offset. And hard play action here from Jalen Milrow to Roydell Williams. And you know he's taking a shot with seven-man protection. And here it is, a stop and go, a stutter and go to Jermaine Burton. And once again, Alabama able to get deep. These defensive backs... You know, there's some rewards against Jalen if you keep those eyes in the backfield. If you're in the coverage that plays to that. But you see Richardson running to the middle of the field late here. That's going to give him no shot at getting over the top. There's the little stutter and go at the top. Look at DeBerry squatting. Eyes on the quarterback. Yoop. There goes Jermaine. Another nice ball from Jalen Milrow. Richardson can't get there in time, and it's an explosive for the Alabama passing attack. So now you're in third and nine from the A&M 19-yard line. And once again, here comes that little bit of pre-snap motion with the back. That takes Richardson out of the middle of the field. So now to the top, you've got a nice window. For a third and nine to have this kind of cushion in the red zone, you don't typically see that. But you're able to get the ball quickly to Burton. And then from there, he's going to split these two defenders right there, run through the contact, and it's another touchdown grab for Jermaine Burton. Jermaine, very chatty. He and uh, Malik, they've got their own handshake down too, their little post-celebration. Again, just so much room on a third and nine. I know you're trying to maybe force the catch in front of the sticks and rally and make the tackle, but when you've got guys kind of like Muhammad early in the game where he's able to have that running start on this crosser, now these are bigger dudes too. I mean, these are 200-pound receivers. These guys aren't 150. 
So with a running start and the speed that they have, they're going to be able to split these and turn them into explosive play touchdowns like Burton did right there. Pretty good protection once again. A&M that time with four and a spy, the interior holds up one more time. Pretty good job there by Caden Proctor on the left edge, pushing his guy out of the way. And it's all Jermaine after the catch. And suddenly, Alabama, somehow, some way, leads this football game 24-17. to Early in the fourth quarter now, this is the kind of play that will drive people like Kevin Steele, Robert Bala, T-Rob, the defensive staff in general, absolutely nuts because you are in perfect position in just about every way to get a stop here on third and seven. Look at Braswell early. Again, these A&M offensive tackles had nothing for Alabama's edge guys. And you've got Max Johnson one more time in distress mode, and he is in a very bad spot right here. Here comes Dallas Turner with the boom. Again, give Max Johnson a lot of credit. Somehow gets the ball to his check down, Le'Veon Moss there, and give Moss a lot of credit after the catch. But watch this. Now, right here, I'm going to stop it. Do you think there's any way at this point that A&M converts this third and seven? No. Johnson is leveled. Deontay has the undershirt of Le'Veon Moss. Those don't hold up too well. Those remind me of the tearaway jerseys from back in the old days that you would see with Alabama under Paul Bear Bryant for the old heads out there, right? Remember Major Ogilvie with those tearaways? Uh, a couple missed tackles, and now Moss, heck of an individual effort, able to convert that third down. So another third for Alabama, and this was a critical play in the football game as well. You've got Malachi Moore out at the star position, as we know, for Alabama. Max Johnson does get time to throw the football down the field here. You know, you wonder a little bit if all that pressure, though, even though he's got time, he doesn't feel comfortable totally in stepping into that throw because this ball's a little bit underthrown. Now, Johnson doesn't have a howitzer, right? But that little bit of an underthrow, that gives Terry and Arnold in that tough position of jumping in at the star and the nickel with Malachi out, an opportunity to recover and get his hand in there. And what a big play by Terry and Arnold. You'll see it late here. Look at that right arm get in there, and he's able to force the breakup on a big third down for the Alabama defense. So Jalen working against a four-man protection. Look at that interior trio, right? Taking care of business. Pretty good job by your tackles. Proctor there, and also J.C. Latham, you get a completion on a second and six. You're going to move the chains. This feels like a big one because you're going to be able to flip the field, perhaps, if nothing else. Jermaine Burton has the football. He's going to fight for the extra yardage, but how many times have we seen it? You can't fault the extra effort. You just can't. But in retrospect, it's always easy to say, man, if he just goes down there with the catch, you know, this game, this game, I'm not going to say it's over with 11 minutes left, but that's a daggerish type play to the A&M defense. And you can already start to see the ball moving a little bit. Jermaine fighting for extra yards. And here comes Damani Richardson, who has been at A&M. I think he came in with Quentin Coriot, you know, back in the wrecking crew days. He's been there so long. He intercepted Tuatanga Vailoa and also... Bryce Young, put it that way. That's how long Damani Richardson, 26, has been at A&M. And he's, oh, let me get that football from you, Jermaine. 
Jermaine had a chance there at the recovery, not able to come up with it. And so another big momentum switch. When you think Alabama has it all in its corner, that's not the case. But again, give the Alabama defense a lot of credit. That four-man rush, this time you do have Braswell and Turner on the field together. You're in good shape in coverage. You see Deontay Lawson on that top hash at about the 19. He's taking away that first window throw for Max Johnson. That's just all that pass rush needs to get in there and finish the job with the sack. Dallas Turner once again, but good stuff too from the interior. Seeing some push there uh, early in the pass rush that is affecting Max Johnson. We talked about it on the little bit of an underthrow to Anaya Smith where Terry and Arnold made such a good play and how you can affect quarterbacks without sacking them. We've heard Nick Saban say it so many times. Well, that's how you do it. It's a cumulative effect. And right here, when you get some early pressure, you see Deontay Lawson up there at about the 17 sitting in that window. Just nothing for Max Johnson to work with. He's got a back releasing out here, but Alabama in pretty good shape there as well with Tresman Marshall. But it's a sack of Max back at the A&M 34-yard line, or the 24-yard line of A&M. So now you got a field goal attempt for A&M with 9.08 left in the fourth quarter. Alabama leading by a touchdown still. You're going to get Chris Braswell on a pass rush sort of technique, a little bit of a swim move to get through that gap and then lay out. That's twitchy as all get out, that kind of play. That's the kind of stuff that NFL scouts like to see. There's about two or three attributes in play there for Chris Braswell on that block, and this is one of them too. This type of speed at 250 pounds. Now, look, Randy Bond, a kicker, is not going to close on him, but behind the play, here comes. The blindside block. And I guess technically it's a blindside block in that Jake Johnson doesn't have his eyes on it. But it's also not a peelback block from the traditional stance or sense in that, you know, it's one of those decleaters. Now, that being said, all that being said, if you're Dallas Turner, you don't need this. This is so far behind the play. Jake Johnson has no chance to make a tackle. What you wonder here is there had been a lot of chirping throughout the game. And Jake Johnson had already drawn an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty along with Malachi Moore following Johnson's touchdown catch there in the second quarter. So some of that comes into play during the course of the game, but pretty chintzy by the letter of the law, though. I think it's the call. And I think, again, what you're telling Dallas Turner is, man, it'd be one thing if if Braswell needed the block, he didn't, he didn't need it. You know, it was, it was totally unnecessary. So first and 10 for Texas A&M, Alabama, not able to cash in on that block field goal return. That would have made it a 31 17 game. And for all intents and purposes, the game is over at this point. It's one of those scenarios here in the last seven or eight minutes where it felt like Alabama had to win the game three or four different times A&M with the football, that four-man pass rush. I know we've talked about it a lot, but (laughs) look at the A&M center and left guard. That's a bad place to be if you're Max Johnson. See your center on his keister and your left guard. Likewise, that's going to be a problem for Max Johnson, and it is, as we'll watch the replay here. Center trips over the left guard's right foot. He goes down early. Now you've got the left guard going down over the center, And now you got two interior linemen for Alabama 
and Tim Keenan and Jaheim Otis. There you see it again. Look at that. Whoops. Otis and Keenan now going to close on you, and you've got edge guys like Braswell and Turner as well. So second and 19 now after that sack, I'm thinking, you know, A&M may run the ball here, but Alabama is still in pretty much a big nickel because you got Justin Aboigby at the top at that defensive end. Run it here on second and 19. Aboigby early just, Basantis gets redirected. And whenever Turner's able to get this type of initial space, then it's going to be problematic for the offense because then he's going to be able to close. But he doesn't need it because Aboigby has won so decisively against his tackle that this thing is pretty much over before it gets started. One more time, Max Johnson in desperation mode tries to get rid of the football. It's intentional grounding, obviously, in the end zone. That's going to be a safety big day for Justin Aboigby. You see it again, strong with the initial power from a Boigby, and that's all he needed before closing on Max Johnson. So A&M still not dead, though, in a 26-17 to game with 325 left. And Johnson here, this is a nice ball, but it's into the coverage that Alabama wants him to throw it. You've got great leverage right here with Kool-Aid coming off the corner. But his head is to the inside there, and he's kind of in between. Do I make a play on the ball? Do I make the hit on Anaya Smith? And he gets inside, and when he misses the tackle, now you've lost total leverage because Terry and Arnold is inside now. And you got Anaya Smith running down the sideline. And here's Caleb Downs one-on-one. And initially, you're watching this on the coverage thinking, well, that's a touchdown. But give Caleb Downs credit. He uh, didn't make a decisive stop on Anaya Smith here, but he did just enough to trip him up to get that right foot on the paint right there at about the two-yard line. And for this Alabama defense, that means everything because if you give this defense a chance to just play, keep explosive plays out of the end zone and just play defense even from the two, they've got a chance to get off the field, as we'll see here. And so A&M, on first down, tries to throw the football unsuccessfully. Second and goal now from the Alabama two. Going to bring a motion guy across the formation. This is different, but you've got now Moss behind his wide receiver, and right there you saw the grab on Jalen Key. Just enough for this official on this edge. Usually if it happens in space like this, that flag's going to come. It takes me back to O.J. Howard. I think it was the 2013 Iron Bowl. Looked like T.J. Yeldon had scored a touchdown there, I want to say in the fourth quarter. That would have ended the game effectively. Uh, But you get the call on the edge there against O.J. Howard. You get it here against Noah Thomas, number three for A&M. And you can say, well, Moss may not have even needed it. Maybe not, but you could also argue that if Key isn't held, he's at least able to make Moss bounce it another half step outside, which gives Tarion a chance here at about the four instead of the one and a half to make that stop. So I do think it factored into the play for sure. Now you got the double-barreled onside kick after... A&M is forced to settle for the field goal on the previous possession. 
this is a favorite of a lot of teams. You bring a couple of the kickers out there. You have them on each side of the football. Makes your hands team sort of split up. And so down here at the bottom, you've got C.J. Dupree. You've got also Dallas Turner. You've got, that's Danny Lewis down there at 87. Those three guys, you're essentially trying to take care of three down here and then free up your fielder, your designated fielder, which down here is Kool-Aid McKentry, which I got a little bit of a a laugh about because he's had his issues uh, handling some punts here of late. But it's a hopper, and Kool-Aid's in good shape. He's able to cover that thing pretty easily, and you'll see Kool-Aid right here with a little smile. Watch this. Yeah, Kool-Aid. It's all good now. Nice play by Kool-Aid. Damani Richardson right there in case there's a bobble, but it's a clean field by Kool-Aid McKinstry. So now you're in a third and seven for Alabama. Two minutes left. Texas A&M has exhausted all three of its timeouts. So this is the football game. You convert this third down, you're going to win. You bring Malik Benson in high motion, and you've got uh, Jaron Cooper down here on the M for A&M. He's coming. So that's a tough one when you ask Jalen to play action with his back to the line of scrimmage and you're bringing Cooper for A&M off the edge. Jalen, to his credit, maintains his poise enough, is able to get that left hand out and keep Cooper off just barely before making the throw. And this is a scary throw because when you're under duress like this and you're up six, this throw could go anywhere. But instead, it does go to Jace McClellan, who in real time, I'm thinking that ball had to hit the ground, right? It did not. Jace makes the grab, cashes in. Look at this. Knee on the ground, ball in the hands initially. Deflects it to himself, knee off the ground. Now possession is established, and that is essentially the football game. Except for on first and 10, as you see here, A&M pretty much is done defensively. Looking to the sideline, not lined up. Alabama actually hurried up to try to hit this. You've got 18 on the play clock. You really don't have to run anything. You can kneel the ball down here if you're Alabama. you got a fresh set of downs with 140 left. The game is over. Amazingly, though, Jalen is going to take the snap and try to hit Benson out here in the left flat quick. And it is a ground ball to short. No, Malik, you, you can't run that. So now you stop the clock. As we heard from Nick Saban postgame, most mistakes perhaps in a game that one of his teams has made and still won. Uh, and even here on fourth and eight with seven seconds left, and you're thinking of the ways that you can expire these seven seconds. You're up six, and my thought at this point is you're all the way on the A&M 35. Snap the ball to Jalen. Have him turn like Forrest Gump and run the other way. Just sprint to the other end zone, get in the other end zone, run around for three or four seconds. You give up a safety, who cares? You're still up four. Game's over. But uh, the decision is made to uh, have Jalen sort of drift to his right and release the deep ball here uh, out of bounds. And time barely expires on that fourth down. Alabama gets it done, 26 to 20. Look at Nick here. Can I go home now? Is it over? Still got my headset on. Yeah, let's let's load up and get out of here. So that's going to do it. Alabama 26, Texas A&M 20. It's a W, a big W. Don't let the mistakes 
If you're an Alabama fan, take away from the significance of this win. Still in the mix. Alabama, once again, going to head into mid-October very much in play for not only divisional and conference championships, but in that college football playoff discussion as well. Travis Ryder, thanking you once again for joining us here on Second Watch. Keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. Charlie Potter, Clint Lamb, Jimmy Stein, and myself from the team side. Recruiting-wise, Tim Watts, our site publisher, Andrew Bone. Also, Joseph Hastings going to do a great job of keeping you up to speed as well. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel right here, we certainly hope you'll do so. Turn on those notifications. That will get you our video content as it happens first. First things first, though, the roundtable, our message board there at BamaOnline.com for all the breaking news as it relates to the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's where you want to be for that. And, of course, we have our Bama Online podcast as well. Travis Ryer, thanking you once again. And until next time, so long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.